Welcome to another episode of the Harvest Profit Podcast. Nick Horeb coming to you today to share a little story with you about some farm swapping and some mutually beneficial farm swapping. This is the second story like this that I have heard um, from the Harvest Profit customer base over the last two or three years. I'm sure there's you know many more, many more outside of the, the customer base that we have. So I'll just jump right into it. Um, this involves two Harvest Profit customers that know each other in Iowa. One of them, and I guess I need to add a caveat, you know, this isn't a, you know, this isn't a promised service of Harvest Profit. This isn't something that happens to everybody. You know, this isn't, you know, you could quote unquote say it's an outlier. So we don't want to make promises that if you sign up to be a Harvest Profit customer, you're going to find more land or you're going to find these opportunities that make, you know, 15, 20, $30,000. Uh, but our software helps enable the process of tracking the outcome of situations like this. So I guess I'll jump in and tell you a little bit about the first story. First story was far, two farms in Minnesota. They swapped uh, a sizable chunk of acreage. The one farm was cutting down their overhead. Uh, they lost some labor. They traded a far, they, they sublet one of their farms. It was the, one of the furthest farms away from their home farm to another farmer. And at the end of the day, I'm not gonna get into too many specifics here, but using the same yield estimate, the same cash rent, this, the farm that gave, the operator that gave the farm away had a material increase to their bottom line projection, similarly to the farmer that picked up this new farm um, because it's just how the overhead situation is. So you have the same rent, the same yield, and the farmer that, the, the grower that lets the farm go has a net income benefit and the grower that picks up the farm has a net income benefit. Funny how that works, every farm is different. Uh, without getting into specifics in that situation, a situation that presented itself in Iowa, these are two Harvest Profit customers. One of them had one of their key, they had a bunch of stuff happen uh, last winter. Their, one of their key hired guys, one of their key farm employees decided to retire at the same time uh, one of their landlords sold some land that they had been renting, you know, fetched a, a ridiculous price, but that's just uh, capitalism, so be it. And they had a few really great leases on some equipment. You know, if you go back to, I believe it was the winter of 2014, there were just some, for about a year there, there were some unbelievable leases on, on equipment. And so they have some owned equipment, some leased equipment, but some of this, some of their equipment was coming up for renewal and the lease rates were almost double. So you had a situation where one of their employees was leaving, they already lost a little bit of ground, and then they had this two to 300 acre farm that was the furthest away from their operation that you know, if they were going to maybe downsize their equipment you know, not fully replace all of these leases because they had, they didn't have the acreage base anymore to go over that, and they didn't really have the employees to be able to 
to go over that. And this is specific to every situation. Every situation is different. But they were able to uh, negotiate a sublet with the landlord and with uh, somebody they know who is also a Harvest Profit customer just out of coincidence. You know, we have, I think, 70 or 75 customers in Iowa and there's you know, 10,000 plus farmers in Iowa. So this is just a, a coincidence. I think they found out about the software together, but that's beside the point. And so they swapped, um, they didn't swap, the one farm sublet the other farm to uh, his friend. And at the end of the day, a very similar thing happened here versus what happened in Minnesota. The farm that let the land go, you know, he adjusted his overhead. You know, they shrunk up their equipment base. Um, and then he also did something interesting. These 250-ish acres of production was basically, after they lost that other piece of ground, this chunk of acreage basically represented all of the grain that they couldn't store. So when you take into account that, you know, they have a nice drying setup, um, but that farm was, you know, it was very close to an ethanol plant. It was away from their, you know, quite a bit, of, quite a distance away from their home bin site. So if you rem if you're able to store a hundred percent of your crop after you let this farm go, it's a fair assumption to increase the net average cash price on the rest of your production by maybe, you know, we anywhere from three cents to six cents per bushel probably closer to three cents, but you know, three cents a bushel, if you're talking corn, they're, they're uh, a heavy corn rotation. You know, that's, you know, seven bucks an acre across the entire farm. And at the same time, they took out a, I think it was five to $10 an acre out of their equipment expense uh, on a total farm base, well, five to $10 per acre uh, off that equipment expense because they, lowered their payments. Uh, they basically had less equipment. They went from having you know, really multiple medium-sized lines of equipment to, to one fairly large size uh, of machinery. And some of that they, had, they already had on their balance sheet. And then in addition to that, they had the, the labor that was, uh, that was leaving the farm. And so that expense wasn't incurred. And they, they already had one full-time employee. And so they replaced that that second full-time employee with a seasonal employee. And so at the end of the day, you know, losing the land, very rarely does losing, is losing land accretive or does it add to your net income. But this farm significantly, you know, to the tune of, you know, 20 bucks, I, I don't want to get too specific. And I don't even have those specific numbers in front of me. And if I did, I wouldn't, I wouldn't share them. Uh, we value confidentiality here. But at the end of the day, it was a sizable increase in profitability for the farm that was shrinking their acreage, which doesn't happen often. Um, oftentimes, it's just not easy to shed overhead along with those acreage decreases. And so very rarely you know, does it make sense to let land go. You know, Really, if the land cost just gets sky high, and more importantly, if, if the land is just much lower productivity, and it's that lower productivity isn't re isn't reflected in the land costs. That's when it makes sense. So farmer A gave up the farm, accretive, beneficial to their net income by you know a significant amount on all of those changes they did. And farm B who picked up the land, they already had the overhead, the people, the equipment 
So picking up this $250, 250 acres, it, it was at a, a cash rent that you know, was far from top of market, but it wasn't a screaming deal. They had talked to their banker and they said, hey, you know, we have an opportunity to pick up these 250 acres. You know, here's the cash rent. Here's the yield history. You know, what do you think? And the banker stepped back and said, ah, you know, I don't with all the trade uncertainty here. I don't really think that now is the time to be renting land. I would I would shy away from that. Well, they went ahead and plugged in that inc that land into their uh, harvest profit account uh, after you, know, you could do it in spreadsheets. You don't have to do it in harvest profit. And it was almost on that specific piece of land, there was almost, there was over $100 an acre of um, accretive income that flowed off of that because they already had all of the overhead in place. The land was central to their farm. Um, I don't really know if they had any storage capacity available or if all of that production was gonna have to go to town. But at the end of the day, you know, they were going from, you know, that, that $25,000 isn't a big, isn't a huge number when you're talking about a million dollar plus farming operation. But when you're talking about a low margin farm, oftentimes that can be, you know, 20, 30, 40% increase in the net income. And so they show their banker, you know, talk to the banker in the morning, they run some numbers over the lunch hour, they show the banker in the afternoon, hey, here's what I get uh, when I analyze this land increase and the banker, you know, says, yeah, well, they kind of ate, ate, ate some crow a little bit because the farmer objectively showed them that the addition of that land, you know, even assuming a, a relatively conservative yield, was a, allowed for a material increase in their projected net income. And they were accounting for increased repairs. They were accounting for some increased depreciation. They were running those through on a, they were running those two line items through harvest profit on a per acre basis. So it's not like they were just assuming that the expenses for those two operations were only uh, cash rent, seed, fertilizer, chemical. They were running a fully burdened estimate estimation of their cost of production, was able to show the banker, uh, here's scenario A before this farm, here's scenario B without the farm. In harvest, this is kind of maybe beside the point, but in harvest profit, you can add a new farm you can analyze the PL, you can go in and archive that farm. So we pull the production, we pull the variable expenses, and given that the over, some of those overhead line items were per acre, we automatically just remove those per acre expenses from the, uh, the new scenario. So you have scenario one with the new farm, scenario B without the new farm. And so at the end of the day, the banker was like, okay, yeah, I, I see what you're talking about. That would be foolish not to rent that ground. So gut, gut feel, instinct, emotion said, hey, you know, be careful, be cautious. This is not a time to expand. Um, this is, you know, that cash rent isn't, you know, it isn't as low as it needs to be, but every farm is different. Um, it was, you know, it was far from the, the crazy tight prices you hear. But so here you have, this is the second scenario that I've come across of two farms, um, one farm subletting land to, to the other farm and having it be, net income positive for both operations. And I had just talked to, I talked to the Minnesota farm that picked up some ground. This was over a year ago. Um, they had a, yeah, it worked out quite well for them last year. This year might be a little bit of a different story. Uh, the crop is still in the field. 
Uh, the farm in Iowa, I think the crop is still in the field, but it looks to be a, probably a, a projection beating year um, just because they were fortunate to have good weather. And, and even without that, you know, 100 plus dollars per acre of, of cushion over their other scenario on this land, you know, it, it allows for, as you know, Warren Buffett and Benjamin Graham say, you know, margin for error, your margin for safety. You know, they're trying to, to insulate their farm and make it more more flexible, less prone, you know, for these, you know, for these poor years, whether it's prices or yields. So yeah, at the end of the day, you don't need to use a tool like Harvest Profit. You can use spreadsheets. Heck, you can use pencil and paper. But being able to do this on the fly, both of these came during relatively busy times of the year where they were negotiating this. And so having to build this from scratch, frankly, probably just wouldn't wouldn't get done. But they already had their numbers in a tool. Like I said, it can be a spreadsheet. It doesn't have to be Harvest Profit. You can, the, the bottom line is just having the data available to you, available to you to make objective, educated, smart decisions and rely less on gut feel and emotion that tends to be impacted by bias. We tend to ha get impacted by recency bias uh, hindsight bias. There's all sorts of these biases that that really make our, you know, our initial instinctive decisions not correct in a lot of cases. Where if you can have some hard numbers, the hard numbers are kind of the lubrication behind our our decision making, and can allow us to make better decisions over the long run. So, wanted to share this long-winded story with you about how, you know, swapping acreage. Every farm is different. And you need to have the systems and the tools in place to be able to do this on the fly so you can make confident decisions. You can share those decisions with your partners. You can get your partners on board. And at the end of the day, if, if the bank would have said to this farmer, you know, hey, now is not the time. I just, you know, we're not going to do that. I would say that would probably be a multi, you know, over the long term, if you do a probability weighted analysis of what the net income increase would be to this farm that picked up this land, it would definitely be a, a six-figure hit, a six-figure detriment to their long-term net worth. So at the end of the day, have systems in place, have your numbers in a system where you can make this analysis on the fly. You know, you, you shouldn't be you should be able to do this in spending under 15 minutes. That's what Harvard, a, tool, a tool like Harvest Profit allows you to. If you can do this analysis, I can do it in two minutes, and you should be able to do it in, in 15 minutes. And if we if you can't do it in 15 minutes, um, that's a failure on our part. So with that, be ready to take advantage of opportunities. We're going to see more and more retirements, um, land changing hands the next couple years. And so if you're looking to take advantage of that, you know, get your get this winter after harvest, get your numbers in a system that will allow you to easily do that. So with that, that is my story for you today on farm swapping if you'd like to try a free trial of Harvest Profit, you can go to our website, harvestprofit.com. There's a couple different links in the top of the page. You can try it free, um, and we'd love to have you try out the software. And if there's anything we can do or I can do, email me, nick at harvestprofit.com. Our tech support team is always available at support at harvestprofit.com, and we would love to chat with you, work with you, or help you out in any way we can. Thank you.